Hi friends, welcome to the Trauma Tapes. I'm Dr. MC McDonald, a PhD trauma researcher and life coach. It is my goal in life to reframe the way that we understand trauma. And I think if we want to understand trauma, we need more stories, more examples, an archive of trauma stories. But not just an archive where someone lays their story down for posterity and walks away, an archive that gives them something back, some attunement, some empathy, a reframe, integration, maybe some little piece of knowledge or understanding so that they walk away feeling like the thing that makes the least sense in their lives makes just a little more sense. This podcast is that archive. I'm here with my sister, Elizabeth Meadows. Each week, we read your letters and give you information and advice about how to understand and demystify your experiences and symptoms so that you can heal without shame. So pull up a chair, grab a coffee, and join us. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. So last week we did our intro on shame, and then both of us were thinking about shame in in all of its ways all week. And so before we get to our letter this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about some thoughts that are coming up. The things that I'm kind of focusing on are what I'm thinking in my head are like superficial shame or Mm -hmm. stupid shame, I'm calling it. Um, Today I'm like fired up because... (laughs) (laughs) Watch out. <laughs> Wait, watch out. I, I, no, I'm angry and I'm, I'm angry with myself because I have like fallen victim to this whole um, movement of, you know, buying containers for everything in your life and like, you know, getting things home from the grocery store and putting it into a container before mm-hmm. you put it into the closet. And like, right. it's a racket and I'm so mad that I, that I have fallen victim to this whole thing. And I like bought it hook, line and sinker. And (laughs) now I have a basement full of containers because ultimately it's stupid. It doesn't, I, I, there is no upside to buying a bag of rice at the grocery store, coming home, emptying it into a container and then putting in the container on the shelf. There's no upside. Why, why is this a thing? (laughs) (laughs) why is this a thing and why did I do it oh my god yes so first of all there's there's a metaphor here that we will just like put I just want to like call this out and we can put it over here and talk about it of like putting things in boxes like we are only comfortable if something has a box that has clear delineated when I you know 30 years ago okay (laughs) Mm-hmm. When I like was graduating from college and thinking about like life, like this Martha Stewart was like yeah. the Martha Stewart magazine of like, oh, this is your calendar for the month and you should plant mm-hmm. tulip bulbs and dye some fabrics and, you know, paint the porch and mm-hmm. make some, you know, can- canning shit and <laughs> do all this stuff. And you better live in Connecticut and not have to work yeah. and have a bajillion dollars. And that's the only way that you'll be like worthwhile, you know? the reason you were saying that it's stupid shame or social media stupid shame is that it's profoundly unnecessary. Right. I had that like big aha moment. Why am I doing this? I think there's something deeper under there. I think the metaphor there is really profound that we're obsessed with containing. Like let's take all the things and put them in box and I can feel good about myself because everything is contained. Like take that and just like import it into the way that we feel about our past, our emotional selves, the things we're working on, 
the things we feel like we're not good at, right? I just want right. to put it in a late, I want to put it in a box. What's wrong with me? What's my diagnosis? I want to put myself in a box so that I can wow. understand, so that I can see. And it's like, no, like, no. Oh shit. I think we're on to something. You can't be reduced to a label. You can't be reduced to a diagnosis. You can't put yourself in a container. You can't put your relationship in a container. You can't put your career in a container. You can't put right. your beliefs or your behaviors in a container. You can't. So then what? Right. We have to deal with right. the overflow. I think we have to locate the problem. And the problem is if you feel like you're a bad person, if you feel like you're unworthy, if you feel like you're not enough because of these things, there, that's there's something up there. Oh, it's so fascinating. It is fascinating. We we have never like talked about this w- until we just hit record. And I think it's, um, I think we're going to be trying to get our heads around shame the whole season. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry for okay. the rant. No, it's so interesting. We love rants here at the Trauma Tapes. <laughs> Sponsored by Rants. Let us know how you feel about containers, please. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here's the letter. One week ago, I got diagnosed with HPV. I know it doesn't sound like much, but I am deeply sad, scared, ashamed, and feeling like this is a punishment. I am 41 years old, have two healthy, beautiful kids, and I separated eight years ago. For a few years, I did not have a sexually active life. I was sad and depressed for a different reason. I felt broken and useless because my then husband had gone with someone else. It took so much therapy. I felt the best years of my life were just about to begin. I started dating, meeting men again, feeling renewed, desired, a complete woman capable of enjoying her sexuality with a new understanding, much more confidence and experience than before. I was healed, I thought. I met a guy in a dating app called Bumble. We agreed to have something casual and it ended up lasting more than a year. Our sexual encounters were amazing. I started enjoying it like never before. We could communicate, respect each other, learn and share so much in bed. We always use condoms in our encounters every single time. Something happened. Maybe he did not put it on properly, but I got HPV. He claims he did not know he had the virus. I knew that I know there are some viruses that men don't manifest as women do. This is one of them. Now I am in treatment. The doctor says I will get well and my health won't be damaged, but I am so scared. This treatment is giving me so much discomfort and pain. I am so sad. I feel like I made a huge mistake. Like my worth was lowered due to my decision to share my sexuality with someone who's not committed. I plan on not seeing this man again. I enjoyed so much. And now I feel shame and pain because my body feels different. And the confidence I gained is now gone. I swear I always use protection. Still, sometimes I regret it all so much. I do not know what will come next. I went back to therapy because I can't feel like myself anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I just pulled up. So HPV is human papilloma virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are not familiar with that. More than 90% of sexually active men and 80% of sexually active women will be infected with HPV in their lifetime. Yep. Most of the time, the body clears these infections and they do not lead to any further damage. Yep. There's so much in that letter. I am like heartbroken for that poor letter writer. 
There's so much shame. I know. It's a, we, listen, I, I had HPV. I got it when mm-hmm. I was 20 years old. It is like you said, incredibly common. Mm-hmm. Um, there's now a vaccine that, you know, children mm-hmm. get for this. It's, but I understand, I understand how yucky it feels at the time and mm-hmm. how you feel like you've, you're being punished and you're dirty and mm-hmm. you've done something wrong. And, um, I, I, I get all that and it's incredibly, incredibly common. And mm-hmm. I, so many people have it, have had it, will get it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I just, you did not do anything wrong. No. You're not being punished. You're not bad. You don't have to stop seeing this person. They didn't. He didn't do anything wrong. wrong. Right. Like it. It's like the chicken pox. Right. 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 You know, but yeah. I just, I feel, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm having trouble even finding words because I just feel so much sadness for this person because in the course of like, let's, this is a, this is going to be kind of a silly example, but let's say you, you, you bought some greens at the store and you washed them and you made a salad and you ate that salad and then you got sick. You are doing a completely normal human thing. You did yeah. all of the things that you could to keep yourself safe. And sometimes you get mm-hmm. sick and, and right. you wouldn't, you might feel really like awful about that. Like, Oh my God, I wish I hadn't like who, who wants to get sick from food they eat? Nobody. It sucks. It's inconvenient. It's painful. Um, but it's not your fault. And I think like we would never feel shame. You might have like a passing, like, Oh, I should, did I really wash those greens? Or maybe I shouldn't have bought from that grocery store. But within like 10 seconds, you recognize that that's kind of a ridiculous way to think about it because it just happens. Exactly. Because these viruses and these infections and these bugs or whatever are just out there. And when you get yeah. them, it's not your fault. But I think right. because we put such a strange set of moral codes around sexuality and sex that the when the slightest thing happens, all of a sudden it's your fault. And it's your, and and not only that, but you're bad. Right. And this is the difference between shame and guilt. I mean, not only did you not do anything wrong in this situation, but, um, you there, you're, you're describing this and this is kind of seeping through the letter that you feel like you are bad. You are bad. That's shame. Right. And it's totally unnecessary. Right. Shame and, and a little bit of blame too. Yeah. Right. Like it's her you fault. Know. She did it. Or it's the partner's fault. I mean, it's right, right, right. I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked into this virus in a very long time, but you know, my understanding of it back then is that it was pretty, it was kind of hard to pin mm-hmm. point on, you know, who got it or how they got it or right. You know, especially because men, as she says in the letter, like don't, ha- don't um, display symptoms. So, right. And, and, you know, that I think that's something you have to ask to get tested for. I think so. I, I don't so know. So you, it might not even be part of a normal panel. And then it's like, 
you guys are using condoms. Even if you weren't, it still doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. Right. Your intentions were good. Like with the salad, like you wanted to get back out there. You wanted to right. e experience sex in a different you know, mm -hmm. way. You wanted to be open and, and healthy and mm -hmm. get pleasure. Your intentions right. were good. You, right. you know, you, you made the salad, you wanted to eat healthy, you know, right. You should right. still eat salad. You should, right. you know, right. And again, you might have a passing thought of like, I'm never going to eat salad again. I'm never going to make my own food and whatever, but like, but that would pass because you'd recognize right. that that's just coming from the source of that isn't rational thought and choice. It's this like awful feeling from having the regret of being sick. Right. And it's, it's, it's the same thing. You, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Right. I keep ever since last week, I keep thinking of the phrase, like, you should be ashamed. I don't know if parents keep say that nowadays. They certainly used to. Mm -hmm. You should be ashamed. And I just keep, every time I think it, I, I want to say out loud, you should not be ashamed. You should not be right. ashamed. Right. You should. And I get all of the other, this is the other thing that happens when we have like these kind of buckets where we kind of throw everything. So the shame bucket is where all of our bad feelings go. We actually miss the nuance of the other feelings that are present. Like if you put shame over here to the side, what feelings are actually there? Grief, yeah. maybe. And here's the other thing. I think that you know, we don't know this letter writer. I don't know the background other than what's in the, what's in the letter, but like, I would imagine that there's something else that's being like rooted through this. Right. Cause she mentions the past relationship. There's some emotion of grief or regret that has nothing to do with this guy, this encounter or this right. STD. It, right. or sorry, STI. It has to do with, um, the past, something that didn't get processed before. And it's kind of like well, rooting through this. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Because she, uh, she talks about that her, her um, ex-husband, you know, sounds like cheated on her, you know, went with someone mm -hmm. else. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a rejection, you know, right. Right. Component that um, could be right. Coming up with and this. It, and it could be too, like if she, if he cheated on her, that she felt sexually unworthy or not enough, which is almost never what's happening when there's cheating going on, but we could talk about that another time. Um, and there was right. no like space to process that. And so now she's in a situation where she feels like she's made herself unworthy sexually because she's had right. this infection. Right. And so now she can feel some of the feelings of, of what that might've felt like that she couldn't in the moment. I'm just guessing here. Exactly. Know. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's, I think that's important. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't mean to say like, it, I, I don't mean to minimize it or invalidate it because I, I, I understand how it feels mm -hmm. Yeah, as many, 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 many people do, you know, mm -hmm. you, you do feel yucky. It feels mm -hmm. yucky, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's not a condemnation. It's not who you are. It's, it's just something that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where the work is, is like, okay, there's shame here. Let's peel it away for a second. You can come back to it if you want, but let's just like put it away for a minute. And then what else is there? 
Right. I feel yucky. I feel violated. I feel scared that you can be doing something with all the knowledge in the world and preparation and something still goes wrong. Like those are very real emotions that need to be processed and they can't get processed when they're hiding in the shame container. Yeah. To bring the containers back. (laughs) (laughs) All comes back. You know, like that, that, that yucky, I don't know why that resonates that I've been thinking a lot about like disgust and how we should pay attention when that comes up. Yuckiness, feeling gross. Like that's something, something is, something needs to be processed there, but it's not the way to process it is not, this is all my fault and I am bad. Right. Right. And can you focus on all the good that came out of right that? Right. Right. You know, because it sounds like there was a lot of good. Yeah. Like you got back in touch with yourself. You felt desired. You experienced Mm -hmm. things differently Mm -hmm. than you ever had. Yeah. Yes. This unfortunate thing happened Mm -hmm. and all those good things happened too. Mm -hmm. Right. It negates all the good. It does. Yep. Yep. And it, and I think I want, I'm wondering, I'm going back and reading. I, I'm wondering if it also, it doesn't just negate it. It, it, it goes back in time and tries to prove that you didn't deserve it. Right. Right. Like you don't have, you didn't, you shouldn't have done this. You, sh- you, you shouldn't have, you know, tried to have joy. You shouldn't have tried to be in the world sexually in a different way. You don't, you didn't deserve that. Right. That's the like trauma is a truth that tells you a lie. The truth here is that, you can do everything right and something can still go wrong. That's the truth. That's terrifying. That's worth processing. The lie is that it's your fault. You deserved it. You shouldn't have gone out and tried it in the first place. That's good. That's good. Because the 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 idea that you can do everything right and still get kicked in the pants is mm-hmm. that's reality. It is. Right. <laughs> that happens all day, every day, in every aspect of your life. And it and sucks. It's it does suck, but you you have yeah. to make peace with it, right? Right. Because if you try and fight that idea, yep, you're not gonna you're gonna be very tired. Yep. You can do all the right things and get kicked in the pants. Yep. And that's the more terrifying. This is why we choose shame because we have we have, you know, two evils and we have to choose one of them. And the one evil is this is all my fault. Right. And the other evil is the world is terrifying. Right. And that's the right one. The world is terrifying. Being alive is terrifying. We never know what's going to happen. And we could lose anything at any moment, no matter how hard we try, no matter how good we are, no matter how worthy we make ourselves, no matter how much shit in our house is in a container. And that's right. and that's scary, but the but it's also the beginning. Because it's also can, beautiful. It is beautiful, right? It is. It's living. It's it's being present. It's being aware. Right. right. And 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 we choose shame and we swallow it because we don't know how to we don't know how to move forward with the uncertain, you know? Yeah. So I would go back if you can and rewrite this letter. Actually, letter writer, rewrite this letter. <laughs> Re- rewrite this narrative. 
and and you can say all the same facts, but you can't say this is my fault. Yeah. You can say I'm sad, I'm scared, this treatment is giving me pain and discomfort. Yep. yep. But the regret the I don't deserve to feel like myself. This was a huge mistake. No. I'm being punished. It does not belong. Mm -hmm. You are not being punished. Good. <laughs> yeah. And you're the, the, this tiny little takeaway or throwaway statement of like, my doctor says I will, I will be well, right? You're going to be okay. It's okay. Right. That's getting missed. You're not feeling the safety. You're not letting that land. Right. Because you're tilting into the shame instead, picking the scab, you know? Yeah. What are you thinking? I just say uh, it's, it's crummy. It's a crummy feeling. If you could go back, you, you don't have to answer this, but if you could go back and talk to yourself at 20, knowing everything you know now and having your, your perspective that you do now, what would you say? That this feels like a big thing, but it's not <laughs> at all mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it, it I feel like, and I, uh, that it was like getting the chicken pox in a way. Like it was like, it was yeah. just everyone. It mm -hmm. was very common. It was, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal. It, mm -hmm. You know, do you blame a kid when they get the chicken pox? Cause they play mm -hmm. in the playground or the sandbox with somebody. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. I couldn't have done anything differently. I don't remember all the details, you know, but right. you think this is a huge deal and it's not, mm -hmm. it's really not. And as time goes on, you'll, you'll realize, first of all, how common it is. You'll realize that a vaccine has been created, you know, mm -hmm. to, because it's so common, because it's so common and it's, there's no reason to feel as sad and as badly about yourself as you do right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. Yeah. You know? And like, oh, it feels yucky. And, the, and let's sit with that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But it's, it was also like, you know, and it sounds like the letter writers at, at a similar place, like when you put yourself out in the world that way, mm -hmm. there's some risk involved, you know, right. whether it's right. emotional or physical or, you know, I, mm -hmm. that was a time in my life where I was putting myself out in the world that way. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. was, you know, that, that kind of stuff can happen, but it's not mm -hmm. the sum and total of the experience or something that I deserved or, no, you know, and there's, and risk, when you start I talking mean, to, sorry, no, go ahead, there's go risk ahead. when you, uh, you know, I don't talk about it much anymore, but at the time, like you realize that like, you know, if you're in a room with 10 people, like eight people mm -hmm. have been in the same situation. So mm -hmm. Kind of getting right. it out there was at that time helpful. Right. Probably 10 people, but two of them <laughs> right. don't know. Two, right? two were like, lying or right. Or didn't know yet. Yeah. Right. This yeah. is, yeah, it's, um, yeah, 
And I think like, you know, if, if anyone out there who's listening and has an STD, sorry, I think it's STI now. We don't say STD and I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to correct that in my head. Um, okay. anyone who, who has, or, or had an STI and it doesn't matter what it is and if it's with you forever or not, like, could you for a half a day, just try to make it look like all the other things you have that you don't shame yourself for. Right. Right. I get migraines. That's super inconvenient. Right. I hate it. It right. sucks. I wish I didn't, right. but it's not my fault. And no, that doesn't mean any, I've done anything wrong or that I'm being punished. Right. Right. So right. if I had an STI, why would that, why, why does that have to look different in yeah, my head? Good. Why yeah. does that have to be something that I'm ashamed of? And just try good that point. on for like a half a day. And I know it's hard when you're in the dating world and you're trying to get out there and now you have to disclose these things. I talk to clients about this all the time and yeah, that's hard. It sucks. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's the same, right? But you have to disclose lots of things and you're ashamed of only some of them. And that's, right. I think, important. You right. have preferences, you have things you want to do, things you don't want to do. You know, all of this stuff has to get out on the table. So why be ashamed of these, of these things that are totally normal and part of life? Oh, the other thing I was going to say before about risk, we pretend that there's no risk with the stuff, with all the other stuff that we engage in, but there's risk all the time. Right. So yeah, when you're out there you're and you're and you're, you know, dating and you maybe have multiple partners, yes, there's risk, but there's risk when you're getting in your car. Right. There's risk nowadays, unfortunately, when you go to elementary school. Uh, yeah. Like so there's no way to play the game that doesn't involve risk. Right. So, right. You just have to take the shame out of it. Right. Or try to. Right, right, right. Just try to put it in a container. <laughs> I, I always say, like, with the with the things you're struggling with, rather than try to, like, eradicate them, like, try to put it in a box and put it on a shelf. Like, visualize, like, okay, this shame, I don't know if I can get rid of it forever. I'm just going to, like, put it over here for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. And then, and then see. Do I, yeah. do I still need it? What else is there if I can put it over here on the shelf? You know? Right, right. Ah. <sighs> Yep. Thank you for writing letter writer. It's a, such an important topic. Yeah. It's a big one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tiny little joy. Do you have one? I do. Um, my tiny little joy is that, you know, it gets dark so early now and it's yeah. hard not to like, like, I don't know, throw yourself on the couch and, you know, under a blanket and, you know, mm -hmm. be sad about that. But I've decided to like flip it around in my head. And mm -hmm. <laughs> the fact that it gets dark so early means that I can go straight to pajamas <laughs> that when I get home, I don't have to do the in-between outfit. <laughs> Usually there's an in-between, like in case I'm in the yard with the dog and the neighbors <laughs> see me, you know, and it's still light out. I had that like loungewear in-between outfit. Now I don't have to do that. Now I could get home and go straight to PJs. 
Do not pass go straight to pajamas. <laughs> the in between outfit. <laughs> the in between. It's kind of like, do you do that? I mean, I'm a weirdo, but yeah. I mean, I, I fully, full disclosure, like I often just go straight to PJs, but there are in between outfits for sure. Yeah. 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 When it's dark, you don't have to do the in between outfit anymore. You go straight to PJs. <laughs> and it feels good. <laughs> I find it so disturbing these these and and I know people who who just like wear jeans till they go to bed. Oh no, I can't do that. I can't, like what are you I doing? Do it. <laughs> it's wrong. I, it's wrong. But I do. I have different like different sweatpants for the for the different. You know what I mean? This is the stage two sweatpants. Stage three. <laughs> Brent always says they all look the same. Like what are you doing? I'm like no, I got to change it to the next one. <laughs> I think as we get older, we need to like level up and it needs to be like, I don't know. We talked a lot last season about fancy ass PJs. Yep. <laughs> and we need to like, we need to level up to like, I don't know. I'm picturing like moo's and those like fuzzy heeled slippers from like the 1960s. Like Southern Charm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Patricia on Southern Charm. That's so funny. Yep. What about you? <laughs> Um, this is going to be such a strange one, but I um, recorded a podcast earlier this week on the Marvel movies, the Marvel and trauma, because uh, a lot of the superhero origin stories are based in trauma and then how to kind of rein in your superpower, right? Which is a very nice kind of like way of looking at symptoms, right? If you could look at your symptoms as superpowers, all of these superheroes have to figure out how to make their superpower work. Oh, okay. And that's what we have to do with trauma symptoms too. And they all start in trauma, by the way, like every single superhero. But so um, I got to watch a bunch of these Marvel movies, which I don't usually, I have no, like, I have no background. The only stuff I've ever seen w- was like a group of people is going to a movie. And so like, oh, I'll go too. That's, that's yeah. the extent of my knowledge. I never read the comics. I never read anything. And I feel like a, a universe opened up. <laughs> the Marvel universe, the Marvel universe <laughs> opened up and I, there's so many stories and people and like little side things and humor and also these amazing backstories of like Chadwick Boseman, who was black Panther yeah. um, and then passed away due to colon cancer that he had not disclosed to anyone that he had had while he was working on the first film and, and the impact of him as an actor, it's just, yeah. So that's my tiny little joy is that I've been thinking about like superhero storylines all week <laughs> Yeah, and how well they kind of overlay onto ours. Yeah. Um, you'd love Iron Man. If you haven't seen it, Tony Stark. I, I have not Tony seen Jr. any of those. Like I, um, it, I, I ask for like explanations sometimes and it makes my head hurt, but I think I just have to like dive in and you like, just have to dive yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you'd really like the Iron Man movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. about loss and grief and like, and strength. trauma and, and strength and people trying to figure it out and like doing so. I'm, I'm so impressed with the whole universe and like the vulnerability that is shown with yeah. these characters as they truly struggle to land on their feet, you know? Okay. Oh, I love that. So that's, okay. that's my tiny little joy because it was just so, I don't know. It's a world I never had access to. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh. And now I can use all these examples, which I love that. 
Did you have to do all the, like watch them all before the podcast? So you knew what you were talking about or not all there's, so there's like 22 movies. So um, definitely not. I had a week. So I watched um, infinity war Endgame, WandaVision, Wakanda forever. Wow. I'm missing one. Yeah. And I had seen Mm -hmm. Iron Man before just because it was one of those things of like, we're going to the movies. What do you, you know? So I just, okay. But um, that's cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. It's, I think there's like a, a, there's also this level of like escape that you can, when, when a movie offers a complete universe that isn't ours, right. Um, you, there's a level of like escape that is really very comforting. Yeah. Cause there's no comparison because there, you, I mean, there's right. no like, yeah. Yeah. You're just, you can't in a picture yourself world. in that world. Right. Right. Yeah. But you can't think about your problems either. Cause you're just like taken up with like, Oh, is this person going to come and hit this other guy with his hammer? And what is that going to do? <laughs> <laughs> You'd also love Thor. Who's like a really complex character. And like, yeah, it's just, it's great stuff. Good acting, okay. really good writing. Okay. Fun. So that was I'm intrigued. For the week. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. We all need a little escapism. We do. We do. Someone asked me yesterday, like, how do you tell the difference between, when escape is like bad. And I was like, can we not? Oh God. It's like, <laughs> if you're ah. for 14 hours and you're not living your life, like that's, that's maybe an issue to look into. Maybe. Right. If you're watching a movie, cause it's Saturday, like that's okay. It's okay. It's healthy. We need to escape. Yeah. This shit is a hellscape. <laughs> <laughs> hellscape with a label on it. <laughs> Hellscape. <laughs> I want you to do that. With your, I want a picture of a container that says. Hellscape. I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna start a support group for like container people. <laughs> the anti-container store. I'm gonna send you people. a picture of the inside of my cabinet. <laughs> I saw like them. They look great. Therapy. They make sense. <laughs> they do. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, uh, and send us a letter if you want your shame story featured uh, at thetraumatapes at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Thank you.